To you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Welcome to Being Green. Marine activists and scientists have been up in arms over plans by oil giant Shell to carry out a seismic survey of the wild coast in a search for oil and gas deposits. Last weekend, there were protests in Cape Town Harbour, where the 130-metre seismic blasting vessel, Amazon Warrior, hired by the company for the job, was due to dock. Environmentalists from various organisations carried placards with slogans like Shell can go to hell, back off fat cats and fossil fools. The survey will get underway on the 1st of December, some 20 kilometres off the coast of the Eastern Cape, and cover over 6,000 square kilometres of ocean surface. Well, I'm joined on the line now by Dr. Judy Mann, a conservation strategist at the South African Association for Marine Biological Research's Oceanographic Research Institute. Judy, first thing, could you explain to us how will this work? What exactly is going to happen? Hello to you, Glynis, and hello to your listeners. Um, A seismic survey is a way that oil and gas companies can explore the sea floor underneath the ocean. So what they do is they tow behind these big vessels an array of what they call air guns, which are really producing very, very loud sounds. These sounds penetrate through the water and then they penetrate into the sea floor, the sea, the bottom of the ocean. And the echoes that are received from that are able to give them a really good picture of what is in the sea floor, so whether there's oil or gas or none of the above. So they're able to get a really good idea of what's in the bottom of the ocean. Uh, We could think of it a little bit like the way a dolphin echolocates. So a dolphin sends out sound waves and the returning echoes tell the dolphin what's in its world. So it's a very similar mechanism and it's a way to see into the bottom of the ocean to find out what's there. So this is obviously both having an explosive force but also a sound. What impact is this going to have on the marine animals? So there's a lot of research that's been done but not nearly enough that's been done. So we do have evidence that particularly marine mammals are impacted and they may be impacted in the short term and they may be impacted in the long term that we don't really know about. Fish, we know that there are impacts that have happened on fish and even the smaller animals that live in the ocean. But it's often really difficult to attribute cause and effect. So just because we don't see something happening immediately, it doesn't necessarily mean that we haven't had an impact on the marine life. And I think that that's something that we need to understand. So it's it's really... I think always important to err on the side of caution, particularly when we're looking at an area with such high biodiversity. That east coast, the area between Morgan's Bay and Port St. John's, is an area of incredible biodiversity. And many of the animals that are found there, and the seaweeds as well, are actually unique. They're not found anywhere else in the world because it's this unique transition area between the warmer waters and the cooler waters. So it's a very important area from a biodiversity point of view, and that's one of the reasons we think that we shouldn't be exploring there. The second reason we're really worried is that the Agullis current is one of the strongest, most powerful currents in the whole world. 
it rushes down that coast. It's not called the wild coast for nothing. <laughs> and we really worried that if they do find oil or gas and they do start to explore with drilling, the potential for a really, really big environmental disaster is there because this current is strong. It's not the Gulf of Mexico, which is much calmer. So we just feel it's a really not a good place for us to be exploring for oil and gas in the first place. You took that question right out of my mouth. So to go back to the whole environmental issue and the fact that we don't really know uh, for 100% what, what is going to happen. A particular concern is that this was authorised by the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy in 2013. It seems like the Department of Environmental Affairs was not really involved. Why would they not be involved and, and what are the implications for this? The internal mechanisms of the government departments is definitely uh, way beyond my ability to comment but what I can say is that anything like this that has such a potential impact on the environment should absolutely have gone through the full authorization process through the Department of the Environment and not only as it appears to have only gone through mineral and energy affairs. We're running out of time, sadly, but I saw you quoted as saying that basically our coastline is under lease for exploration. What did you mean by that? If we look at a map of South Africa's exclusive economic zone, which stretches 200 nautical miles offshore, that's the part of the ocean that South Africa is responsible for. We only have about five, just under six percent of that that's in protected areas. And pretty much a lot of the rest of it has been allocated to various companies for exploration. And it's, it's something that is part of the government's approach to looking, looking for, for wealth from the ocean. So that, that data is freely available and has been for, for many years. That's a deep concern to all of us and one thing that we should keep an eye on. Thanks to Dr. Judy Mann, a conservation strategist at the South African Association for Marine Biological Researchers, Oceanographic Research Institute. And activists, by the way, are calling on South Africans to boycott shell service stations over the peak holiday period um, in a bit to get them to step down on this exploration. And that's it for this week. Until next time, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR.